0: Welcome into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we are presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. We're also brought to you by the Free Roll Football Contest, and it is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand-new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. What is going on everybody and thank you for jumping into the SGPN fantasy football podcast at FF Bourbon Dude here joined up by Justin at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. How you doing today Jay?
1: I'm doing good man. Happy Sunday. We got a, another uh, fun week of uh, NFL drafting in the books coming up here. Uh, these live streams have been a lot of fun. Ready to get after it again tonight.
0: Oh yeah, man. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to try not to be too distracted. I've got a work league draft going on. I've got an SGPN auction league draft going on. And we're running this show for you on night number three. <laughs> We've talked about all kinds of stuff working up to this point. I'm gonna try to stay focused. There's one more player that I, I need to make sure I get. So I'm gonna be peeking over at the screen every now and again. But you know how it goes, right? So
1: it's uh it's draft season, man. You smell that? That's ADP in the air. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're picking teams, we're drafting. It's fantasy, uh, fantasy football draft season. It's uh it's what we're all here for. So very excited. Sounds like your uh, your hands are a little full over there. So I'm definitely here and ready to ready to assist uh, when needed. Uh, we're, sounds like we're talking about some vets versus uh, rookies in dynasty. Excited yep. to be here and chat it. Up.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Man. And who knows, I might pull in a little bit of this auction talk too, right? We haven't talked right. about auctions much uh, in the three days, really at all. We did a draft from the seven position. I covered the turn uh, yesterday. And now we're just going to talk about some of those harder decisions, right? Justin, the, the fact that you get to that point where you're looking at some rookies and then you're looking at some veterans and you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out which one do I go with? Do you, do you follow the hype of the last couple of years and what we saw Justin Jefferson do and what we saw Najee Harris and Jamar Chase do and things like that? Or do you revert back to kind of what historically rookies have done for you in year number one, especially in redraft? But we are going to focus a little bit on dynasty. So we're pulling some ADP based on DLF. And all we're going to do is, hey, OK, here's the rookie we're talking about. There's a guy behind. There's a guy in front. Who out of the three do we prefer? That's really kind of the target right now is to kind of figure out well how do we, how do you work through those kinds of situations? Does that make sense? We ready to kind of roll?
1: Yeah, absolutely excited, right. and I encourage you to toss in any of the uh, the auction action at uh, at any time. I'm always interested.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely will, especially when something crazy happens, right? So, uh, all right. So, before we get into it, you saw in that intro video, you heard me talk about it. Make sure you get to our SGPN website. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check out all of our draft stuff. We've got a draft kit that includes rankings, trade charts, all kinds of stuff, right? Get in there. Check that out. It's a great tool, especially with draft season right now. So, Let's start with the quarterback position, and we're going to look at the QB one coming off the board, at least in the NFL's eyes, and that's Kenny Pickett, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when you look at where he's going in drafts, he's the, he's the QB 22 right now, going just after Zach Wilson and just before Malik Willis. So where are you at, Justin, with those three players? Who do you prefer mm-hmm. in a dynasty startup draft?
1: Well, with every dynasty startup, <clears throat> when you're going back and forth between veteran or rookie, you have to keep in mind the pieces that you've already collected, right? So, in this particular circumstance, the questions that I would be, um, you know, trying to ask myself, or the boxes that I want to check, are, you know, where, where in my quarterback pool do I need a QB, right? If I'm drafting these guys. More than likely, based off of your startup rankings and you know the board that's going to be provided to you, you're drafting them as either your second quarterback or potentially your third quarterback in a dynasty startup format. That being said, I would prefer to get Malik Willis because I feel like I can get him at better ADP, and I feel like longevity-wise, his upside is higher still than Zach Wilson and Kenny Pickett. Realistically, the way that the rankings are breaking these guys out it's all about who can start right now still. Zach Wilson is going to play or projected to start the most amount of games of these three players. Kenny Pickett shortly behind him because from what we've seen so far, it seems like you know Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, even Mason Rudolph, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for the Steelers. It seems like they're going to get some competency out of the position. They've all looked good in preseason and in training camp. And then you have Malik Willis who you know from the outside looking in probably doesn't seem like he's going to play a majority or many uh, games this season because the Titans are playing in a bad division. They should be a fringe playoff team, and I don't know if we really see them losing like you know four or five straight games. Whereas with you know the Steelers, you know you kind of feel like if they get into a bad swing, Mitch could get the the rug pulled out from under him. And you know Pickett now has some st- uh, stability because he's also a win now player potentially and a long term player. Malik Willis is on the outside looking in, like I said, because he's the long-term option right now, right? Like, he may not even start a single game this year. So if I'm getting, you know, my third quarterback out of this mix, then I'm definitely prioritizing the ADP of Willis. If I'm getting my second quarterback, then you probably need to have Wilson closer on your cut list here because you're going to need somebody right now to compete, right? And then Kenny Pickett is kind of just like the the median guy, like the the in between, you know. If you have some talent already established, like maybe you went ahead and you drafted, you know, um, you know, more aged uh quarterbacks like a Rogers or a Brady or somebody like that, and you kind of just need to settle on someone that's young and available, Pickett would be the pick here. So the way that I would rank them is I would go uh Malik Willis. Wilson, and then pick it. That's the way that I would be looking to prioritize them specifically again, Willis because of his ADP, right? I can get him at just yep. a little bit better value than these other guys.
0: Yeah. And I love that you brought up the fact that context matters. I've been preaching that Absolutely. all off season when people ask for trade advice, look, right. what's the context when you're talking about if I'm sitting and, and you know, the 1105, do I take this player or this player? I don't know what your roster look like. Because that stuff matters, right? Just looking at these things in a vacuum don't necessarily help the average dynasty or the average redraft fantasy football player. So with all that being said, I'm a little bit different here. I -hmm. still think I would prefer Kenny Pickett hands down over the three of these guys. The question, like you said, is around the ADP. Do I want to wait and get Malik Willis? I don't know if I trust that Malik Willis is going to be the future of that organization. And the main reason is I kind of foresee a chance that the Tennessee Titans just implode, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking at Robert Woods coming off an ACL. You're looking at Ryan Tannehill coming off. A, yeah. He had a, a pretty solid season as a quarterback last year, but he's getting up there. His, his uh, contract is starting to, to get to a point to where the, the, Titans organization could make a move away from him after this mm-hmm. season if they chose to. Derrick Henry's going into his age twenty nine season. They've got a rookie in Traylon Burks who seems to not be able to be healthy, uh, just from like a like a respiratory type of issue, sure. right? Now you would expect yeah. him to work through that, right? That's not something that you should be fading him giantly for. But I just see a potential there for that situation to implode in in its entirety, and if it does. They're not rolling with Malik Willis. They're going to have good enough draft capital to go get one of these quarterbacks in next year's draft. So, really, um, you
1: think that you think they would pass on him?
0: I do. I do. I do not think that there would be a world where if they're picking top ten that they're not going quarterback next year.
1: Wow. I. I mean, I don't know. I I guess I kind of disagree with that. I feel like what we've seen from him so far, the talent wise, is just so raw and electric. Like I feel like you know, once they really get him in, you know, for a full season here whether it's playing as a backup or coming in, if they do implode him actually playing you know, meaningful snaps. I mean, I feel like he's only going to be better than what we've already seen in the short term from him in preseason and in training camp, and what we've seen has been off the charts. I mean, I'm, I'm just attacking the skill set. Like I do think that Kenny Pickett should have a safe floor in Dynasty just because there's probability that he can get on the field this season. The reason why I still hold Willis higher is because, again, the ADP is there. And where I'm drafting, I'm probably drafting for a youth quarterback regardless. I don't think that he's going to be a wasted pick. I feel like, you know, they brought him in for that for that case is to potentially build this team around him. And I do agree with you. You know, like the wheels kind of feel like they could fall off for Tennessee. But if that's the case, then I feel like it's going to be a good situation for Malik Willis. We've yeah. seen, yeah, it's possible. like, look what, the, look what the Eagles did last year with Jalen Hurts. His floor was nowhere near where it settled out at the end of the year. Everyone was far lower on the Eagles, and obviously we saw that through the growing pains. Um, but now we're obviously much more excited. Now we're talking about that offense becoming more vertical. I think that we yep. could see Malik Willis kind of go through those like similar uh, like learning curves or just like being that project, kind of similar to Lamar, Lamar Jackson. You look back to his rookie season, he barely even passed the ball. They were using him as like a gadget quarterback all the way through, and that's where you were getting all the pundits calling him a running back over a quarterback, et cetera, because they yep. literally wouldn't let him pass the ball. You know what I mean? You saw something similar with Jalen Hurts. We're kind of seeing something similar right now with Justin Fields. I feel like, yeah, Willis could be a bit of a project, but I feel like he's one of those guys that you know he's going to be well worth it. At, you know, come the the time where you're cashing the check and he's an every week starter.
0: Yeah, the upside for anybody that has that rushing floor is huge, right? So right. You know, when you think about guys like Trey Lance, what you see from Jalen Hurts Another being example. able to be a top 10 when you're looking mm-hmm. at Lamar Jackson, like you just have that floor every week to week. So if he gets a chance for sure. The, the thing for me with Kenny Pickett is the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers organization. That organization does not put players in situations where they fail like hardly ever. True. Uh, like, can you remember a running back that they drafted that they didn't develop into somebody really g- that was a high draft capital pick right now? I don't want to go mm-hmm. say Benny Snell, even though I'm a Kentucky fan. Right. But right. You know, I, I think, think Rashad Hall is a good example. <laughs> OK, that's fair. All right. That, that's fair. like that's I, that's, a, that's a good example. Back. I think it was. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: but you know what the, I mean? Like you could probably label off another couple of those guys that were just kind of like misses, but I, 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 yeah. I feel you like they're able to get the most out of their players they really um, and they're are. just, they're a world-class organization to be yeah. fair though. in that, in that same breath, I think it would be we'd be remiss if we didn't mention like how well the New York Jets really attacked this offseason and this draft to build around Zach Wilson. As a Bears fan, I'm envious, right? Like I would have loved for the Bears to go out and do this uh, very similar things. Wasn't quite the same type of draft. You know, we went more defensive heavy, leaning into our whatever culture, identity, whatever, some nonsense some biblical crap that keeps our team bad year after year after year. Um, And yeah, you see the jets, like they're drafting offense. They, you know, they got out one of the top three wide receivers. They got a top running back out of the draft. You're just, we're sitting here with like, yeah, like, you know, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, but come on, like, can we not just be great at defense for once? So it's nice to see when you do see those teams make that commitment, they go out and they really want to say like, Hey, yeah, we're gonna build around you, but also in that same breath, I could see Zach Wilson in a different jersey in two seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when no, you put fair. all the when you put all the pieces around somebody and they don't produce, you turn into Drew Locke. That's what happens, <laughs> you know? Like
0: but- Organizations absolutely matter. And that's, I just feel more trusting, which hurts me to say as a Browns fan, I just feel Mm -hmm. more trusting of the Steelers organization. And -hmm. then Kenny Pickett's, you know, he's shown that he's going to be a pretty serviceable quarterback, right? When he gets the opportunity. So I'm I'm sticking with Kenny Pickett. So, he would be
1: the project that's going to return on investment the fastest of these three, right? Yeah. I think Ma- Malik Willis provides the best return on investment, but it takes upside, longer to come yeah. to fruition. Exactly. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well said. Well said. All right, let's get to our second quarterback nominee and move on to Desmond Ritter currently coming off as the QB 27 right after... Davis Mills and right before Matt Ryan. So really, a uh, uh, kind of two different sides of the coin here. You got your rookie, you've got a guy that is young, and we've seen a little bit of upside that we hope we like his situation moving forward. And we see Matt Ryan, an age old veteran on a new team. Who you rolling with out of these three right now in a dynasty startup?
1: It's very hard for me to find a situation where Matt Ryan is going to be the answer, so I'll kind of play to that because I'm, I'm. You and I have talked about this before. We're, we're not really Matt Ryan guys. We're, we're out on him. But I will make the argument for him in this position. So if I have drafted, if I've kind of been taking swings at quarterbacks before this, maybe a Kenny Pickett or even Willis, because their ADPs are going to get them drafted ahead of a guy like Matt Ryan, then sure, I'm, I'm I might take a flyer on a Matt Ryan because I'm going to need somebody that. Maybe I don't trust, but, you know, they're a service serviceable starter for a year, you know, because that may be all that you get left. Like if the Colts have a good a really good run and it doesn't work out, Matt Ryan might be like, hey, guys, sorry. I know you guys have had quarterback issues, but I'm done here, you know, Um, so I, I don't trust him as a long term option. Um, I thought Ben Roethlisberger would have played another, another year into this season. He didn't, right? So I was on the hook for that value in Dynasty, and that happened to me a few times in, uh, in startups because I was able to get him so cheap. Could be a similar situation with Matt Ryan. You get him at great value. You're like, oh, hey, I got a starting quarterback, but you're going to get bit in the butt come to the end of the season if he retires, right? Yep. In, in this circumstance, you know, if I'm looking at Davis Mills versus Desmond Ritter – you have to be in a situation to take Davis mills where you need to win. Now you're not drafting Desmond Ritter as your second quarterback in a dynasty format, because you're exposing yourself to some risk. You're going to have to make it up with an older quarterback after him, like a Matt Ryan potentially. So, you know, and that obviously these guys aren't being drafted far from each other. So if you're at a turn, you're spending two turn picks on quarterbacks at that point, that doesn't seem like a sexy turn, a group of a sexy group of picks taking Ritter and Matt Ryan one after another, you know, yep. so if I'm taking Mills, I would want him again to be in a situation similar to Wilson, where he's my second quarterback off the board. If I'm taking Ritter, I'm cool with taking him at the the third quarterback rostered because I'm going to have that upside to potentially get him, you know, starting games this season, albeit it that that likelihood could be lower than some, right? Maybe it's, you know, we'll say around equal territory to Malik Willis, if maybe not uh, just a little bit better, but probably not as good as Kenny Pickett. So the pick would most likely be Davis mills in most circumstances, because at this ADP, again, you're probably having to take a pick at your second uh, super flex dynasty quarterback.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a smash for me. It's not even close. Davis Mills is head and shoulders over both of these folks for me, regardless of really your situation. If he's your second quarterback and you just punted that second QB position uh, mm-hmm. or your, you know he's your third or fourth quarterback, like I still like that from Davis Mills and the potential that he has moving forward, whereas you don't know what's going on with Desmond Ritter, right? I right. made a, a a small little side bet with a friend of mine that I thought Desmond Ritter was going to be starting in week one. I just didn't think that Marcus Mariota was going to be, be able to hold him off. I didn't think that there was a world where Atlanta saw a need to roll Marcus Mariota out there as the starter, right? They, mm-hmm. they want to make sure they get the best draft pick they can because there's no way they think they're a playoff team. So what do you do when rolling Marcus Mariota out there? It just, the, rational coaching logic doesn't really work for me in that situation. Um, So I really thought Desmond Ritter was going to be the guy. It does not, however, look like that's going to be the case. So now you're playing the game of, okay, well, when is he going to get the chance? And then when he does come in, if he does, it's going to be because they're losing games, which now they're going to have a higher draft pick and they're going to go, you know, if they don't like what they see, they're going to draft a quarterback. So now, you know, you're, you're really in an unknown situation or unknown area with Desmond Ritter, very much unlike what I kind of was hoping was going to happen early on. And Matt Ryan, this is a one-year rental of a player that I don't even think is really that great at football anymore. Like he he wasn't that great last season. What we saw yesterday was just not not good. Um he was inaccurate just not a guy that I think is going to thrive in our run first offense with one wide receiver, uh, mm. and solid defense. They're just not going to ask him to do a whole lot. Now I know right. Carson Wentz was QB 14 last season and this and that, but I just, I just don't see it in the cards for Matt Ryan. And even if you do, it's, it's a one-year rental, just like it was with Phillip rivers, just like it was with Carson Wentz and in a dynasty, I don't want a one-year rental. So, uh, well, cause he's going to be dead after with- you draft him.
1: Also with that, too, I want to bring up, because I know I'm going to, excuse me, I know I'm going to bring this point up for some picks after uh, this, you know, this quarterback discussion here. You can't also offload Matt Ryan. Like, if things go wrong, there's a reality where you could move an asset like a Davis Mills. There's a reality where you could move Desmond Ritter still. Matt Ryan isn't going to hold any type of trade capital throughout the season, right? So even if you're coming down to the nitty gritty and you need that third quarterback, why would you go towards any sort of age play here when you have a young piece like Ritter maybe he doesn't play okay whatever maybe I can offload him to the Mariota owner at some point right. Davis Mills maybe I can just wait sit and wait and offload him to somebody who loses a you know a quarterback to a season long injury that reality isn't there for Matt Ryan in dynasty no one even if you did what you're going to get back is nothing it's it's going to be so low it's not going to yeah. be worth it
0: Yep, no definitely 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 all right so let's get in before we actually move in to the running back position. Let's get back to our sponsors. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is a perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet's reduced juice in baseball games, which makes them the best place to be betting the MLB plus WinBack casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get your hundred hundred percent deposit bonus of up to a hundred dollars when also just released their first QB with five TD prop bets. So, Hey, look at that Thursday night game, looking like Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes, who you taking, Justin, you got, you got a, an idea there who you're taking in that for that QB to five TDs prop bet
1: between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Josh Allen.
0: Ooh, I like it. I like it. There's so many things to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. 4700
1: Brad, I'm not sure if you've heard of OddsTrader, but it's a great place to compare odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activities. Go to OddsTrader.com slash Odds OddsTrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day
0: bets all right so before we get into the running back position i just want to run over this auction with you justin just to get your your idea it's a 200 bet you start mm-hmm. one quarterback two rbs two t- two wide receivers a tight end a kicker a defense and then your fle- your uh your bench spots all, all right. right so here's what i've got so far i got patrick mahomes for 22 dollars. thumbs Good up start. thumbs down just a quick kind of thumbs up i like it all right deandre swift for 36 we're we're in the middle all right I, c- I can get on board with that nick chubb for 24. i don't love the value yeah all right that's fair chubb,
1: chubb 24 is good
0: chubb for 24 terry mclaurin for 21 all right Allen robinson for 21 i think i know where you're going on this one yeah good, that's, good. those
1: are those are huge smashes those are huge all right. smashes
0: all right amari cooper for eight dollars it's the homer in me, man. I, I don't can't. Know, like, I don't like, like it. It's, it's the homer in me. It really eight is. Eight bucks,
1: though. So, hey, I mean, that's not that's not bad. You're only eight you dollars might only for get eight wide games. receiver one. Like, you might only get eight good games out of them, so eight bucks isn't bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Dollar a week. I'm all right with that. Yeah, and that's then not Cole bad. Komet for nine dollars. Smash! I love that. Right that's so I got fifty-nine dollars back or fifty-nine dollars left. I need to fill one flex spot. And then my kicker defense and the benches, right? So I'm feeling pretty good right now uh, with the lineup. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We've got people the rest tell of the me night that to mess it up. So
1: people tell me that Travis Etienne's going to be really good at football, and I sometimes disagree with that. So I think you should propose that he be the Travis next Etienne nominated. is
0: already up, and he's twenty five dollars. He went for. I got that's, Nick Chubb for less than Travis Etienne.
1: That's disrespectful to the hype that's out there for Travis Etienne. If I was in there, I would have just bid another twenty bucks just because some poor sap's going to come up to fifty, just because.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love polarizing player. Hey, so you you just brought up Travis Etienne. We're going to move right into the running back position now, and our two top rookies that we're going to be talking about here uh, are going to be Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, obviously. But Mm. we're going to start with Brees Hall, currently coming off as the RB seven. In the second round, coming off as in the 20, at the 203, that is real high for a rookie yeah. running back right now on a team like the Jets. And he's mm-hmm. surrounded by guys like Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, guys that we've seen absolutely smashed the last few years. So where are you at here, Justin? Again, dynasty startup draft, got to keep that in mind. Are you Brees yeah. Hall, Austin Eckler, or Dalvin Cook?
1: I've been a Brees Hall staying all offseason. I've got about three shares of them. The, the knees are feeling a little more shaky these days, that's for sure. You know, it, it wasn't feeling as good, you know, when, during draft night, let's say, right? When I'm like trying to like acquire 101s and, and whatnot, right? Still got to go Eckler here. And it's not because of the situation. Like, uh, someone, somewhere, someone is yelling at the, the monitor or whatever they're listening to us uh, right now on. And they're going, what the hell is he talking about? Running backs this age, past this timeline, they can't do X, Y, and Z. They won't return uh, running back one numbers after a certain age. And I just still feel like in any format, Eckler still has a great two- to three-year window in that offense for the Chargers that is just moving nothing but north and south. Uh, I, I feel really good about him at that ADP. And at 203, I still feel like I need to be acquiring talent. That allows me to win right now. When you commit to a build-up type of strategy with your second pick in the draft, that's an overcalculation and an overcommitment. Okay. I'm not telling you that you need to go into your startup and you need to be trading um, old guy, young guy, old guy, young guy, old guy, young guy. You'll go nowhere with that. But you want to try to keep some consistency from round to round. If you draft, most likely in the first round, you're probably gonna get some type of young talent, right? Just because you draft, you know, C.D. Lamb in the first round, a good, young, talented wide receiver in a great situation doesn't mean that you have to then turn around and also then draft a very young asset at running back in the second. You can come back in the second, maybe grab a piece that's going to be reliable for you, right, that can help you win right now and still has, you know, the same amount of upside to help you in a two- to three-year window. Kind of going back to the Matt Ryan conversation where I said, Matt Ryan, you can't really move him. In dynasty right like austin eckler you can still get a good chunk of change for if your startup isn't going your way right if you get halfway through the season and things aren't looking good you're not going to the playoffs this definitely is not a win now team we're not winning anything great i can still offload austin eckler for some decent value but if i take Brees hall and he doesn't show up then I'm just all in for the buildup, right? Now I have to go out and acquire assets and give away maybe some older assets that I'm not going to get back get back as much real estate for. So with this ADP, it's kind of tough for me to take Hall. I would take Eckler over Cook. Cook just been a little bit more injury related. I know I didn't bring him much of up much of him up in this conversation here. Um, still a, a solid piece to grab, but you want to get him after you know the upside of Austin Eckler right now value and the Brees Hall youth value. I would still hold him outside. Uh, of these three, but I still would prioritize Eckler over Brees Hall right now because I still feel like at this ADP, I'm getting win now value and also that short two to three year window.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with everything there, but I got to pause this for just a second because my guy came up, Mike Williams on this auction. So I've $8, $10. It's starting, to, starting to creep up there. It's I I want him, but I've got, so I got $59 back. He'd be my What's last flex. What's the bid? 11 dollars now. Crank it to eighteen and call it. I really want to just buy him, like I really do.
1: We'll crank it up about five to seven bucks. Make them let them know you're serious. You know.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. I got three. Get your seconds mean stare, stare on. Bid. Ooh, so my bid nineteen. Go to twenty-one. I'll go twenty-one. That's right in with a Robin McLaurin, and I want him more than I had than a Robin McLaurin. He just didn't come up beforehand.
1: All right, so call, cap it at twenty-five and call it a day. You're not going to go anywhere past is. 25.
0: Oh, he bid me. We're going to do it, it then. one more time. One more time. I'm to at what? 23 with five seconds left. If he outbids me again, it's going to go to eight seconds, and he did. I'm going to let him have him at 24. I'm going to let him have him at 24 because I still 25. don't have my third run. Make him
1: pay yet. the 25. Do it. Make him you pay think? Make all him right, pay
0: fine. it. Fine. He's... I did it. Oh, it didn't let me. I waited too long. I waited too long. I was going to say, that right.
1: guy wants him. He wants yeah. him. Make him pay for him. He's yep. taking your dude.
0: Yeah, and he did. He definitely did. And he was a guy who so he's only got twelve dollars left. And he oh. hasn't filled in his tight end. He doesn't have a third running back or anything oh. yet. So I kind of I kind of like what just happened.
1: I think you could have taken for another four bucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you did good. I, like I think, I, like I, think I think I think you did all right.
0: So all right. So I'm a little bit different here, and I agree. Austin Eckler is is a stud, and you can't go wrong there. But I think I lean Dalvin Cook here, just because I feel like the volume is a little bit higher probability that he gets right. the The Chargers mm-hmm. brought in Isaiah uh, Spiller, so I wonder right. if some of those carries that we saw Austin Eckler get last season kind of mm-hmm. go to the wayside, not completely, obviously, but. I could see a world where he's back <clears throat> down into that 125-ish rushing attempts, but he gets 100 targets, you know, 100 plus targets. So he's still going to get his 200, and, you know, 200 plus touches in total. But I just don't know that that rushing volume is going to be there. And I gotta believe there's going to be some touchdown regression from 20 mm-hmm. touchdowns down. Right? We're not going to see Austin Eckler RB two again. For I can't imagine, for the rest of his career. So I'm leaning towards mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook because I think he has the volume, both rushing and receiving, especially with Kevin O'Connell coming in, talking about wanting to focus on the run game even more. Adam Thielen creeping up in age, right? So I see some potential where he's in that 70 60 to 70 target range, plus 240, right. 250 carries, right? So now you're looking at, you know, not quite Najee Harris volume last year, but pretty damn close, right? So mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning down and cook. I'm definitely not looking at Brees Hall here. Uh, he's just going way too high for me. This is a guy that's going ahead of where Najee Harris was going, going into his situation last year, <laughs> which was a hell of a better, situation a better defense oh, yeah a better team offense and in, in general a team that you know wants to run the ball there's literally nobody else there with him and people just mm-hmm. want to forget about michael carter they just want to throw him to the wayside and say you know what breesaw's coming in and he's the man and i get it i'm one he's, of them but i just he's not yeah it's not this isn't a 70 30 split right this right. is going to be more 60 40 Hell, may I even say 50-50 after this preseason game oh. that we saw yesterday where there was, you know, it's a split. It was an even split in the first two drives of the game, even after Michael Carter fumbled the the uh, reception that he had on the first drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm passing on Brees Hall here and going with Dalvin Cook. But, you know, Justin, your your guidance on Eckler is not wrong either, right? <laughs> as long as tomato, you have to Brees Hall here, you're probably all right.
1: So I think we I think we probably both have Eckler and Cook like at similar redraft value, probably yep. literally like three or four. So you're yep. you're splitting you're splitting hairs there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on to the second running back, and that's gonna be Kenneth Walker, running mm-hmm. back for the Seattle Seahawks, coming in as the RB 18 in Dynasty, going off the board at the 409. Right. Going off the board right before him is J.K. Dobbins. And right after him is David Montgomery. So a little bit better situation when you think about age from a dynasty perspective. Right. David Montgomery, right. 24, going on, 25. J.K. Dobbins is 22. I th- He might not even be 22 yet. Um, mm-hmm. But and then Kenneth Walker being, uh, you know, the rookie. So where are you at, Justin, with these three guys? Who's your preference?
1: I've got J.K. Dobbins uh, looking from the outside here. So it's definitely between Kenneth Walker and David Montgomery. And again, for me in this type of situation, it's going to come down to the guys that you've drafted ahead of of them, right? If you've leaned into more of uh, an age, a higher age uh, approach or higher age average, through your first three picks, then, yeah, Kenny Walker's a slam dunk. If you've gone more towards young and you need a little bit of a safer floor for a couple of seasons, then David Montgomery is your guy. So you definitely want to just kind of identify, like, you know, where you want to be. Are you trying to build a team for the future? Are you trying to build a team for now? Kenny Walker's obviously the guy for the future, and David Montgomery's more of a win-now player. So just go back and forth between that when you're making your selection, and either of them I feel like are very good picks at 409. Uh, I think that David Montgomery is going to have a strong season this year, but I don't know if they've picked up his, uh, his extension. So you could see him in a new Jersey in a couple of years, but I feel like the body of work that he's given you so far, he, you should have enough confidence in him that he's going to bring back a positive return on investment for again, in at least another two or three years, you know, Ken Walker, this season, you may see some of like the uh, the growing pains as a younger running back and maybe not a so stellar offense, but I think that next season and in his third season, you're going to be booming and glowing about this guy because he's going to be on a, a younger, fresher team with a new face at quarterback, most likely after next year's draft. They'll probably be you know, moved on from Tyler Lockett and potentially even DK Metcalf. And he could potentially be the focal point of this offense where you're just like, man, where's the ball going to go other than uh, Ken Walker? You know, I feel like that could be a reality to, uh, to start next year, uh, again, with most likely an upgraded quarterback. So, uh, you're again, kind of a splitting hair situation here between Walker and Montgomery. If you're establishing a build-up type of roster, go with Walker. If you're establishing that win-now type of roster, go with Montgomery.
0: Man, I kind of like where we're at right now because because we've been talking about different people, right? You talked about Malik Willis. I talked about Kenny Pickett. You talked about Davis Mills. I talked a little bit about Desmond Ritter. Then we talked Austin Eckler versus Dalvin Cook. We're going to do the same thing here. You're talking about David Montgomery. I think I'm leaning J.K. Dobbins here. This is a guy... We've seen how explosive this guy is when he's on the field. And I realize he's coming off an ACL and he might be a a week or two removed from the season. He may not be ready for week one. And even if he does, they came out and said, look, this guy's not getting full workload yet. We're not ready for that. But this is a guy who's in an offense that is perfectly designed for him. I mean, perfectly designed for him. He's explosive. He's going to come into a team that wants to run the ball no matter what. They're not mm-hmm. going to be a passing team. They're always going to be a running team. And I know some of that stuff's going to get scavenged. But we've seen how valuable guys like Mark Ingram could be, how valuable guys like J.K. Dobbins was before he got hurt the second half of his rookie season. Um, you know, we saw six yards of carry this guy was. And that was no short sample size. Um, so I'm I'm going to lean towards a guy that is the youngest out of the three of these And is on a team that he is, he's the guy, right? Gus Mm -hmm. Edwards is 27. Even when he comes back off the pup, if he's ready, nobody's taking carries away from J.K. Dobbins other than Lamar Jackson, obviously, right? But it's Kenneth Walker. I worry about Seattle, right? I think that team is going to be bad this year. Mm -hmm. Then they go in, they get a rookie quarterback. Let's say the chances are, let's say they they don't hit on that rookie quarterback. Now what? Are you looking at a situation where they might be looking for a new head coach? That regime, they kind of push Russell Wilson out and they start to decline. Are they going to say, hey, you know what, Pete, we appreciate everything you've done for us, but we're going to to look elsewhere. So I just, very similar to the Tennessee Titans type situation, I could see Seattle crumbling and a head Mm -hmm. coaching change is not going to be good for Kenneth Walker. So I think I'm going to actually probably hold off and maybe try to buy the dip after this season if some stuff starts to happen. Um, so I'm leaning J.K. Dobbins. I don't. I think the volume for David Montgomery is going to be there this season. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I trust that organization to give him a second contract. They oh, well, should yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> just don't know that I trust their <laughs> ineptness enough to to do that. Right. So that that's my biggest concern with with Montgomery.
1: Bears players don't even know if they're getting their lunch money. They don't even know if they're getting per <laughs> diem. All right. Like, yeah, we got some problems in the organization uh, I love for it. sure. I love my. It. My counter-argument to J.K. Dobbins is, is that not saying that he's not the guy, because I like the talent. I just feel like with the Ravens, anybody that they put at the running back position is going to succeed. It's kind of a similar situation to yeah. the 49ers. Anybody that they roll out there, we saw Devontae Freeman playing meaningful snaps for fantasy football last year. Yep. Um, who, is, who is the guy that is now with Indy? He had like a three- or four-week moment. Oh my Tyson, Tyson Williams, Tyson Williams. Yeah. yeah he had a moment where we were just like who are you where did you come one,
0: from and he he was great in week one that's what I'm saying and then yeah. not that long yeah. after
1: that he wasn't it's like the <laughs> system really works for whoever's there and yeah. of course you have the Lamar Jackson in the way that's going to take away some of the value that doesn't concern me as much as the fact that I just feel like they're a team that can run the ball very well and I don't feel like this season with him returning jk dobbins that they're gonna that they are gonna throttle him to the point where you know they're giving him a ton of touches where you know you could see him maybe in after this season where he's back at that like 250 uh like safe floor like where he should at least have 250 touches i don't think they need to because i feel like they'll just give tyler batty 10 to 12 random (laughs) touches and he'll go off and, and it'll it's gonna make us upset you know what I mean? Like, we haven't, like, really seen any of that, like, crazy, like, you know, blow your head off type of stuff in fantasy just yet. Like, you know, someone that got some crazy injury in preseason, you know, things have been pretty safe, knock on wood. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, that's one of those backfields where you're just like, what? Mike Davis had two touchdowns this week? Why? <laughs> Why? Because they can. You know what I mean? Yep. So that that's that's the only thing that holds me back is is Lamar and just the fact that they can just be good with anybody back there.
0: Yep. No, that's 100% fair. And you always got to worry about that, right? People have been talking about that with Miles Sanders, uh, Mm -hmm. with Jalen Hurts there. They've been talking about Elijah Mitchell losing some some touchdown upside because of Trey Lance. It's always there. But I also think it's going to create some massive holes. And with his explosiveness, I Mm -hmm. just think it's going to be impressive.
1: Impressive. I could make the same argument for David Montgomery this year because I do believe the yep. Bears are going to run the ball a lot. But I also believe because of that, they're going to utilize uh, like Abner and Khalil Herbert. Those guys are going to get those opportunities for those types of moments, too, where you're just like, man, Khalil Herbert went off for, you know, two touchdowns and 50 yards this week. Where where, where did this come from?
0: Yep. absolutely, absolutely. Because it was
1: just his turn and we happened to score on those plays.
0: Yep, I like it. All right, let's move on to our next running back. That's going to be James Cook, running back for the Buffalo Bills, currently the RB26, coming off in the middle of the 6 at the 608. And he's going right after James Conner, right before Josh Jacobs. Just so, tough. two very interesting pieces here. So, so where are you at with these three? James Conner, James Cook, Josh Jacobs.
1: This, one's, this one was very tough. I was kind of scratching my head on it. I'm uh, going to keep James Conner outside looking in, just kind of like the first name to eliminate here. And again, it just kind of goes with, if I have established running backs on my roster already, I'll take a James Cook. If I need someone with more of a safer floor right now, where I need more uh, points week in and week out, like if I've been taking Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, I'm probably going to go with Josh Jacobs because I'm going to want somebody that I know can probably get around like that 250 touch uh, mark this season, whether it's, you know, 220 rushing and 30 attempts or cut that up however you want. um, I feel like he's still going to be very valuable this season. We did just see Kenny and Drake depart. You you know, you have uh, Zamir White there playing behind him. I think that White could have a meaningful season as a rookie, but I still think that even with the departure of Kenyon Drake, that means that we should be a, just a little bit more excited about Josh Jacobs, even if it's just an inkling. I think that that should mean uh, a better situation for him, right? There's not three guys; there's two guys that should most likely be be taking the majority of touches. So, yeah, if I have established guys ahead of the of this position, which is pick six, I feel like I'll probably have a fair amount of running backs drafted already. Then I'll probably take ch- taste. Uh, take james cook so most applicably it would go cooks jacobs and connor but if for some reason i had really prioritized youth at the running back position prior to this selection the pick would be jacobs
0: okay i can i can get on board with that mine's a similar but a little bit different james cook is definitely the pick for me here mm-hmm. uh but i think i'd probably go with james connor over josh jacobs the contract really concerns me uh mm-hmm. the fact that the new regime came in still did not take uh his fifth year option so there's a high likelihood that they let him walk uh but he's good enough to get a a gig somewhere else right so he's it's not right. like his value is going to just go to nothing right but i want a guy that's going to be the guy and james connor's on a pretty decent running back contract he's proven last season how uh, you know, how he could be healthy for a whole, you know, the majority of an entire season uh and how he can produce for a team. So I think he's got a mm-hmm. little bit longe- longer longevity with the Arizona Cardinals than Oof. the unknown of what Josh Jacobs is right now.
1: True. I mean, I mean, really, you're just kind of betting like, you know, where's Jacobs going to be next year? Because right. you know, if he winds up with the Chiefs, what, why wouldn't we what want if him he right goes
0: now? to Arizona? <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you know James Conner's in a wheelchair. You know like, yep. we don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> like like yep. when you say like longevity and James Conner, I don't really think that those themes like go together. Just That's based fair. On that, <laughs> my experience, yeah. um, to me, it's just really tough. Like betting on James Conner to like going back to the James Conner well. You know, the yeah. second year, like no, it was like yeah, cool. Like that. oh, I got him in this format last year. That was really cool. That was awesome. Like blew up his ADP. Right, home yep. run, oh, yeah. complete steal. I'm not betting on that again.
0: Yep. No, that's fair. I mean, you're getting him at RB25, so it's not like you're paying a huge premium for him. But true. I still it's want true. James Cook out of this. And and to me, I am I, yeah. really – I really am reading into the Buffalo Bills a little bit. They mm. want this type of position. They went right. out and tried to give a contract to J.D. McKissick, and they got They, actually, they had the by, offer sheet
1: out. I think they yes, had to the, –
0: they yeah, it was out, he was ready, and then Washington offered him the same contract and he re-signed with Washington. Right. Then mm-hmm. they go out into the draft and they go get James Cook. So they're that this is a guy they want on the field. It's a situation that they right. want to use a pass-catching running back in. So I the volume's gonna be there for him. They're not gonna actively go try to get somebody like this. And not mm-hmm. utilize them. They they. This is two times now we've seen it. So I'm really excited for James Cook, and I've liked what I've seen from him. He looks like somebody who can still run between the tackles if you really wanted him to. But his pass right. catching and his ability to make guys miss, and he does run with a little bit of power. Also, I I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of him in the preseason right now. So James Cook is is my guy out of these three.
1: What What do you think about? Because I I still feel like there's there's still an outside argument for obtaining devin singletary i'm not saying he's going to be like a long-term asset in dynasty but i feel like he can still be a a positive return on his adp from this year because he's just being very undervalued still i feel like there's enough potential workload there for both cook and singletary you know to to bring home like positive like fantasy production week in week out now it's just really do they use both of them right like is it one week it's this guy is it one week another What do you think about drafting both of them, given their ADP?
0: I think it's okay. Their ADP is low enough to where it makes sense. And the reason I say that is I don't think they're going to lean on James Cook to be the the between-the-tackles guy. Mm -hmm. I really look at James Cook and his upside as being like that Naeem Hines or J.D. Bickickick, right? He could be the RB15 just based on volume in receptions, not even, Mm -hmm. you know, what's he going to take, 40 carries maybe? You know, so all the other carries are going to Devin Singletary. I think the Zach Moss experience is done and over with. They're not messing with that anymore. Um, So I really believe that that is uh, an okay strategy if you want both of them.
1: I think that Zach Moss is going to start games this year, which means that most likely he's going to get on the field. I don't think he, the the scratch situation is going to be there because I think that they're going to want three guys available. And, you know, I think Matt, maybe maybe Matt Breida was there at the end of last year. Like, He was. Yeah. There were so, yeah. yeah, so there was someone like random that they were keeping on the field. They also have Duke Johnson, I think, now.
0: Yeah, Duke so maybe, actually gave, I think it was two <laughs> really damn good weeks last year for fantasy production.
1: Right. So yep. you like it's pretty much between those two, like who's going to be who's going to be dressing. Right. I don't right. think he's going to yep. be taking anything away is, is really what I'm getting at. But, he, you know, you could see him still better than he finished last year because it's from what I was hearing. He was looking better in camp than he did at the end of like practices and stuff last year. And that's yep. what wound up like getting him um, undressed, like, you know, not starting for games, not even being on the sideline was it was just like his his work ethic went to shit when right. things didn't go go his way. Um, yep. Which kind of feels eerie of like what's going on with Rojo right now, but whatever. <laughs> that's another topic for another night. We'll be oh, we'll be here Rojo. all week. You um, and Rojo. God it's, it's it's driving me nuts. But I, yeah. I really feel like Cook coming in is more indicative of just the Bills wanting to be more of a hurry up offense. So I feel like the the big upside for Cook is gonna be like late in games. Like he is gonna be the guy that's on the field when they're in pressure moments, when they're doing the 2, man, the two minute the two-minute drill when they are just literally just constantly running plays and trying to stay on the field. I feel like when things are going a little bit more slower, when they're up by a lot, you're going to see a lot more of Devin Singletary.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's 100% fair, 100% fair. All right, uh, before we move on to our next player, uh, let's get back to our sponsors. The free roll football contests are here. College football contests, $1,500 are currently up for grab and the NFL contest of $5,000 and a two-night stay in the win Las Vegas is up for grab. So make sure to sign up exclusively in our Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord.
1: We're also brought to you by Promo Guy. And just like you guys, I'm always looking for new angles and tools to maximize my betting profits. But I never thought I would see such solid results so quickly. You got to check out promoguy.us. It's a uh, run by a small crew of passionate sports bettors who simply want to share the anal- uh, analytics, excuse me, they've developed over the last decade and it's an absolute gold mine. Uh, PromoGuide.us literally takes the house advantage and puts it in your pocket by putting in the work to find the best promos, odd boost, and bonuses that sportsbooks have to offer. PromoGuide.us has tracked profits of 19 consecutive months. So go to PromoGuide.us and follow their proven met- uh, methods by signing up Uh, for as many uh, sports books as possible and reaping in huge bonuses. Also subscribing to their plus EV picks. It's your own personal guide to betting like a pro again, that's PromoGuy.us.
0: All right. And the last one up for grabs is look, everybody does pools. Everybody's got a work pool and a family pool and a colleague's pool and a friend's pool and all this thing. Well, look, Run Your Pool is the home of this competition, bringing sports fans and your social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from pick 'em to survivors and fantasy pools, all you want. It's a one-stop shop for sports gambling with customizable features that you can't get anywhere else. So we've teamed up with RYP Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survival Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot for a chance to win $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to our own SGPN merch store. I don't have any merch on today, but it's comfortable. My daughter actually stole the T-shirt because it's so damn soft. So sign up today over play.runyourpool.com/sgpn. Again, that's play.runyourpool.com/sgpn. All right, let's get back into this. So I'm, I made a couple more purchases since the last check-in. Right? What do you got? We talked about Antonio Gibson, so really, I guess only one other one is I went and got Elijah Mitchell for eleven bucks. And I feel really damn good about it. Like, I feel dirty. I feel. Dirty oh, about see, that. I, I just feel, feel like really good about it. people. Oh, you think I'm? St- All right, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm okay. Just, I just from feel people. kind of
1: rotten. Like I need to go to church and say some words or something. Because man, just downright <laughs> thieving. Eleven dollars yeah. for Elijah Mitchell.
0: That's yeah. Now highway I, I robbery. Do th- I do want to throw a, a strategy out here to you, which is very interesting, and I've seen guys do it before, and it's really never worked for him. So I buy seen good somebody-
1: players for not a lot of money.
0: Well, no. So this guy is buying all of the quarterbacks. He has like six quarterbacks on his roster.
1: Didn't you tell me it was a single quarterback league?
0: You know, one QB league. You know, like, come on, man. I, I have no, to it's hope a... that he's on auto draft and it's <laughs> auto drafting to the max bid for these players. Fantastic.
1: And that's Fantastic. So, you send that guy a right. Christmas card and an invite to all my leagues for next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right i love it because that's that's it. not a
1: good idea like in Superflex, like you can pull that off yeah I, I do oh, that all yeah, the time for sure.
0: all right but single well, quarterback
1: oh that's 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 repulsive
0: yeah right so before we get into the wide receivers i actually just nominated a wide receiver in hunter renfro i came in hot i bit. i started the bid at five dollars like I you know what hey, off i'm at like I'm, a billion i want to let you guys know this is a guy i want on my team I'm going to see kind of how it plays out. What's the highest that you would bid on Hunter Renfro? Uh,
1: my I'm two ass curious cheeks. if
0: the numbers are the same.
1: My two ass cheeks. No, I don't know. Uh, a <laughs> lot. I mean, it depends on where you are in the draft, right? Like if I'm going to give like a real number, like honestly I would pay as much for Hunter Renfro as I would for some of those other guys you got like Allen Robinson and Juju. I would spend 20 to $25 on them. Cause I think the offense is going to be electric. I, I mean, I, Why would why would we expect that the offense is going to somehow get worse or there's going to be less scoring opportunities with the addition of Devontae Adams? And then you just take into consideration the connections that the quarterback has with all of his top targets. Established relationship with Waller, with Renfro. With I got him for 12
0: bucks. (laughs) Stealing people all right. So I got $24 left. I got $24 left. I still need a kicker and a defense, a dollar a piece. Not worried about those guys. And I'm, I got three bench players left. So I've, I've got a little bit of capital to spend on my bench. And here's what I got. Patrick Mahomes, I need my second quarterback, so we'll take care of that. Not too worried about it. Kyler Murray went for $5. So I'm pretty confident. I should have been you paying attention. You may have screwed attention. up then because, Yeah, man, I should have been damn. paying attention. Uh, but that that is what it is. Uh, DeAndre know, I, Swift, I, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell. Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Hunter Renfro. I'm I'm okay with this team right now. You
1: gotta I'm get okay somebody to replace it. Cooper.
0: Nah, I had to have some, get, I, I needed yeah. something, man. I, Where, I guess I had Chubb. I probably hunting? didn't need uh how much that, is, how much did Kareem Hunt I'm go right for? Uh I don't even think Kareem Hunt has. He has not been nominated yet.
1: That was the guy to get from the Browns. He
0: has not been nominated yet.
1: Because I I bet somebody uh doesn't value him appropriately. I bet he gets missed, uh, misbidded on.
0: Hey, I will scoop game. up some value here later on. Cause there is only, it looks like four, three teams that have more money than I do right now.
1: What's the um, position I'm you okay. need the most? What's the position you you're dying for the most.
0: I'm not, I got four okay. running backs. I got four wide receivers. I got a quarterback and a tight end.
1: What do you think about a little, little sidebar here? What do you think about Jarek McKinnon for a dollar or Justin Watson for a dollar?
0: So it wouldn't be bad, especially because I got that tie with Patrick Mahomes on here that that right. might pay for something. I just don't know if Justin Watson is going to be used like he was because he was Tampa, right? He played with Brady the last couple of years. I believe so. He wasn't he really from? playing. He wasn't really playing, though. Well, I mean, he had a couple... A couple nice fifty yard catches, right? Well, yeah, but
1: he's still behind like Tyler Johnson for most of the season. Hundred percent. There was another guy there there too uh, that's not coming coming to mind. Is it Jalen Darden?
0: Jalen Darden, yeah,
1: yeah. He was behind him him.
0: last year. Yep.
1: He's he's right there neck and neck with Miko Hardman for the next you know wide receivers. That's what I'm saying. Like if it seems like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't love Miko Hardman. It doesn't yeah. seem like the Chiefs love Mikel Hardman because they went out and got Juju and MVS and yep. Justin Watson. Like, I don't know. I I feel like these these late round guys for the the Chiefs now. Like Justin Watson, is it is it jo, jo, Joy Fortson, Jody Fortson? I don't, I don't know. know. I I grabbed nah. him in a best ball in a best ball format and Jarek no, McKinnon. There- like. I, I feel like all those guys are just like super cheap, uh, super cheap options. I, I'd take them all for a buck because, I mean, like buck players, like in reality, yeah. they're going to be in the waivers if they don't do anything. And you that's spend exactly right.
0: It ain't hurting you spending a dollar on anybody. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Why, why the hell not? Why the hell? So not? Those
1: are my dollar recommendations, Brad.
0: I like it. All i right. right. I'll, I'll keep you posted as we go through as we go through. But, all right, right, let's move into the wide receiver position. But before we do, I just want to re-reference you back to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. You get in there, check out all of our draft stuff. Also, get in there, we've got some just smashing articles coming out right now, whether it's buy-sell articles, whether it's uh, regression articles, whether it is how to draft a wide receiver two article that just dropped by Scott Simpson this year or this week. There are some fire things on there to help you in trades, in there to help you in drafts. So be sure to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and check all that stuff out. But now let's let's get to the real nitty gritty, right? I love talking wide receivers because it's just so deep. There are so many options. So let's start with the wide receiver one in the draft right now. And that's Drake London coming off the board as the wide receiver 17 at the end of the third round the 312 Drake London wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons going just up, just after Terry McLaurin and just before Chris Godwin. So where are you at with these three players in a startup dynasty draft?
1: This is incredibly difficult. Like when I, I mentioned to Brad earlier, I was like, man, you you put up some good wide receiver questions. This was the one that we were starting with. And this, this was definitely the toughest of the three. Um, At one point, I circled London. At one point, I circled McLaurin. At another point, I circled Godwin. So my pick is very live, and it's very uh, much um, going to be determined on the positions that I took prior. Uh, if I have not taken a wide receiver yet, meaning I started running back, running back, More than likely, I am going to go Terry McLaurin here because I still feel like McLaurin has a very safe floor for the next couple of seasons, even if they move on from once or they even move on uh, from McLaurin in D.C. You know, there's been that chatter that he could be on the move. I feel like he'll land somewhere, you know, with two feet on the ground, everything will be fine, whether he lands with a good quarterback or in a good situation. Godwin, I'm a little more concerned about because I'd never know what Tom Brady's going to do. I don't even know if Tom Brady knows his schedule a week from now. Dude needs to take 11 days off. He says it's because he's old. Uh, He retires. He says it's because he's old. And then he unretires. You never really know what he's going to do. He kind of just does whatever the hell he wants.
0: He goes missing for two weeks. uh,
1: That's what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, last year he's like, he's demanding to the front office, I want Antonio Brown. He'll live with me. I'll make him act right. I swear he'll do whatever he wants to get whatever he wants. Right. So he's already, he's already got a huge TV offer actually. Doesn't he have just like a mega deal waiting in the wings whenever he wants to just like aloof to the box up top of the, of the game. Right. So Godwin, like again, all three of these guys are neck and neck. Godwin with Brady on the field is an amazing value right there, especially if you started off with some favorable young running backs and you want to kind of get a safe floor at receiver here. Drake London is going to be in a very good situation for the next however many years. Wide receivers have great runs in Dynasty. They could go anywhere from, you know, 5 to 15 years, literally. Like, it just depends on, you know, your injury situation, right? How long you can stay healthy. I think London's in a really good situation here. I feel like if I took older running backs ahead of them. Like if I somehow landed with like, say, I don't know, like Eckler and Alvin Kamara or something like that, I'd probably revert to more, some more youth, you know, to try and balance it, balance out the, the average age on my roster here. Uh, I could go any which way direction. It's just going to depend on the picks that I made ahead. I think Drake London, like in a vacuum here is probably the best pick ba- when you take lo- longevity into consideration. But if you're in a situation like right now where you're trying to win McLaren or Godwin are both great picks. They're, they're, they're both top notch.
0: Yeah. I feel like you can't really go wrong here, but for me, I'm going McLaurin Mm -hmm. for me, it's, you know, he's, he's in between these guys, obviously Drake London, you know, significantly older, but McLaurin was a little bit older coming out. Right. So he's actually kind of getting into that wide receiver prime. Now I want to say he's 26 right now. So You're looking at the next three years really being Terry McLaurin's prime. Now the question is the quarterback play. Is it going to be able to support him in his prime? I don't think that it matters. Look, this guy's Mm -hmm. been playing with friggin' Tyler Taylor Heineke for the last couple season, you know, season and and a half or so.
1: And Alex Smith.
0: And Alex Smith. Respect the leg. Respect the the leg. You're right. I apologize. I apologize.
1: We're not worthy. We're What's not, that's worthy. right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, hey, the fact that that guy came back from that ridiculously, exactly. really weird the same day. Somebody was telling me at work the other day, the sidebar, that the day that he had his leg broken was the same day that Joe Theismann yep. broke his. Yep. It was in and the same quarter. Yep. It was the same score. The game score was the exact. How creepy is that shit?
1: Wasn't it also like a Monday night game too?
0: Yes, it was. It's absolutely crazy. There are like four or five things that lined up to be exactly the same. It's nuts. Just absolutely nuts. Um, and uh, I missed the people Andre in DC believe $5. the field is
1: people in. People in D.C. believe that the field is like legit cursed. So,
0: no, oh, um, yeah, right. Well, I there's like want a chart, to be the quarterback Playing on that day next year.
1: There's a chart that shows like all of the injuries over the years and like key spots and stuff like that. I've seen it before. Uh, it's, uh,
0: interesting. interesting. It's a rabbit hole.
1: What were you saying there when I interrupted? Sorry. Uh,
0: I don't remember. Oh, I don't want to be the quarterback playing on that day. I don't want to be. Oh, on I thought that you'd field. mentioned
1: something from your uh, from your draft.
0: Oh yeah, I missed DeAndre Hopkins for five dollars. Cause we were, we were talking about, sorry, that's sorry. all right. Alex, Smith, that's freaking Alex Smith. But anyway, anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. So Terry McLaurin, it is for me. So let's move on to the next guy in Traylon Burks, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Currently mm-hmm. the wide receiver 24 coming off at the four eleven. He's surrounded by Marquise Brown just before and Cortland Sutton just after. So where are you at with these three players?
1: Man, I really want to put Burks at the top of these three, but I'm sorry, like in round four, even at the end of round four, round five, I think that's too high a cost for Traylon Burks. I don't know if you agree with that, but I just feel like given the situation right now, you know, a fourth or fifth round pick is just too high. So I I would have to pass on him at that ADP. But personally, you know, my perspective is, is that he is going to be better than both of these guys at, at a given point. Now you need to see some shift in the offense, One, I want to see Malik Willis at quarterback. Like, I'm also higher on Malik Willis. So maybe you're, you know, maybe not as high on Traylon Burks. I feel like those two are going to have a very good window of production here starting from next season for the next probably, you know, whatever, two to four seasons. Right. So he's the guy that I'm highest on. But again, the ADP doesn't seem appropriate. So I got to go with Marquise Brown here because he is getting into a very good situation with a very familiar quarterback. He's still pretty young. I feel like. Even with DeAndre Hopkins there, like he's going to have a very well carved out role, vertical, very vertical offense, playing with a young gun quarterback, very good situation. Probably the safest floor for the next uh, season, season to three seasons. But I feel like Traylon Burks has the high, highest ceiling, and I have Cortland Sutton just kind of on the outside looking in. Um, again, I, I wouldn't prefer Sutton at this ADP. I, I like him a little bit later because I feel like the opinion or the narratives there for Sutton versus Judy that probably more long-term you want Judy than you want Sutton. And I still feel like, you know, you should see one go before the other. There's really no reason to like jump the gun and, and, you know, you know, die on that Hill. Like, Oh, I'm going Jerry over Sutton or I'm going Sutton over Jerry. Just wait for one of them to be picked. And you take the next guy. If you're interested in that offense um, or being tied to that offense, I should say for a couple of seasons. Uh, So yeah, I got to go Marquise Brown, but like I said, uh, take it with, um, you know, take it with a, a fine comb here because I think Traylon Burks is going to have high ceiling long term.
0: Yeah, Burks is is the third option for me out of this. The second option would be yeah. uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, and I was that way early on. I was, I said, you know what? Excuse me, I want to just take whichever of the two fall between Jerry right. Judy and Cortland Sutton. Right, I'm going to play right. that ADP game. Whoever's later is the one I want. But the more that camp reports come out the more that the team talks about Russell Wilson, the more that Russell Wilson talks about the offense, there are specific packages <laughs> being created for mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton. There are a lot of things that are pointing towards Cortland Sutton being the guy. And now I'm starting to waver a little bit on that. Let's, let's take the guy later. I think I would rather Cortland Sutton over Jerry Judy right now. Uh, more than anything. But I have an absolute love for Marquise Brown. Hollywood is my dude. I've written articles about him in the past just saying, look, this guy is a legitimate wide receiver. And I get it. The size people worry about whatever. I don't care. I The same thing with Devon Smith. I don't care about his size. The dude is a legitimate wide receiver. He wins at every route on the field there is not a route that the guy can't run and there isn't a corner that can cover him he can beat you deep he can beat you short he can run a drag he can run a splint, a post a slant he can do all of it anything you want him to do he can do and he's going to a team with a quarterback who is familiar with him only a year or two removed uh mm-hmm. in a season where he went for 1300 yards like it's just he's in a prime situation on a team that wants to throw the ball. They're going to re-sign him. They gave up a first-round pick. There's no way that they turn around and don't re-sign him now. So he's going to be locked in with Kyler Murray for the foreseeable future. And I, I this is top 15 upside for me. I, I really oh, believe I, I, that I agree Marquise Brown is top 15 upside for the foreseeable future at this point. And to say you're getting him at wide receiver 23 or 24 in a dynasty it's mm-hmm. a, it, I feel like you've seen what he can do. You've, you've seen what he can do he a, with a quarterback that, that's willing to throw him the ball. So
1: He had a top 10 target share last season right alongside Mark Andrews. Him and him were both top 10 in uh, total targets last year with what I would argue is still less efficient quarterback play. I like Lamar Jackson. I'm drafting Lamar Jackson ahead of Kyler Murray in every format. But Kyler Murray, better deep ball, more accurate passer. He's more built for, you know, high passing volume where Lamar is more built for a hybrid type of role where you're going to have those run options built into the play calling. Kyler yep. Murray, the running is really only indicative of, you know, the necessity, right? Like he's a quarterback who can run. They don't have as many design runs for him as they, you know, you'll see from most quarterbacks in the league. It's just that when things break down, He can get the extra yards. He can be that weapon. He can be that threat, right? Um, So I I agree with you, about with Marquise Brown. I will say, though, that he does have, uh, like, long-term, I would say, you know, I know know that there's been the conditioning stuff with Traylon Burks this offseason, but I feel like he will be still the more durable guy. Marquise Brown, like, I agree with you. Like, he can beat anybody at any level of the field, short, intermediate, deep ball, whatever, but from a defensive point of view, there's always that kind of, like, you know, point of attack. Like, if you can't beat him,
0: beat him, you know, beat him, hit him one time and make it count
1: exactly yep. make sure if you're you know if he if he's going to beat you you make sure that when he gets hit you know you you stick him and you make him you make him pay for whatever he's gonna get back so because yep. of maybe put size, a little
0: extra shoulder into him when you're tackling right. in those little things right
1: right and and just yep. like just like i'm not saying that he's frail there there's some high level of fragility there but for him but i'm just saying like he is still that smaller size you know you it's going to be a little bit more easier for him to pull on something hamstring whatever than some of these bigger guys that can go across the middle eat one and then go do it again, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, let's move on to our last wide receiver and that is Chris Olave, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Currently the wide receiver 29, coming off at the 510, the one of the later picks in the 5th round, and he is mm-hmm. surrounded by I know you've got a love for this guy and Keenan Allen. And on the other side, Jerry Judy going the pick after. So hey, we just talked, Cortland Sutton. We talked, oh, we always want to take the later one. So where are you at here, Justin? Keenan. Because Keenan <laughs> no, <couldn't> blocks.
1: <laughs> Keenan blocks. Feed Keenan. I'll never for I'll never forget that Anthony Lynn bit from uh from hard knocks when he did when he did that. This right here is why we feed Keenan. Whenever, whenever you don't know where to go with the ball. You look for Keenan
0: because Keenan blocks. Did you yeah, see dude. him talking to the DBs? No, oh, Anthony man. Lynn. So, so, or oh, not Anthony Lynn, I'm sorry, Brandon said head coach, head coach, just different seasons, right. obviously. Right. So, right. Brandon Staley's talking to their new DBs, and he's like, I feel sorry for all of you right now because these two guys right behind me, there is just a projector screen. He's like, Those are mm-hmm. two 20 million million receivers, and you think we just gave them 20 million dollars because they look good? He said, No, it's because they are good. And you guys are going to have your hands full. I mean, this dude is
1: dunked on, son.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he was straight trashing those DBs. It was beautiful. Beautiful. So,
1: Brad, I'm telling you right now, I will take Keenan Allen until the wheels fall off. I don't care if it's his last season in the league. I don't fast forward five years from now. I'm taking Keenan Allen at this ADP, Brad, at pick five. He He could very well be my first receiver and I'm fine. I'm sleeping just right at night. Because if I get him as my first receiver in the 5th round, there's so many youth assets that you can continue to draft, you know, in, in the later part of your um of your fantasy draft where you're going to be able to make up for the years to come, etc. Keenan's yep. footwork, his just his entire skill set, his hands. He looks like he's practically dancing out there. Like it looks like the kid <laughs> took tap dancing from like age 4 to
0: 18. Uh. And then was just
1: like, "You know what? Football sounds a lot cooler." You know what I mean? Like the dude is a magician with what he can do to get open. I mean, the, the Trayvon Diggs video is so brutal. Like, it is – it it looks like a child getting cut up. It, I mean, seriously, it looks like Tyreek Hill versus high schoolers. Like, I, I didn't even get it, you know? And he just kind of gives him, like, the nice little tap, like, hey, thanks for trying, son. Good try, you know I mean? buddy. Yeah. yeah. Next time, they'll get that fucking remote-control cone to come out here and do the same thing, okay? Like <laughs> – the, the dude is an oh, absolute man. stud. And, you know, while I kind of get off the Keenan Allen podium here a little bit, I do like Chris Alave. I do like the potential of Jerry Judy, but it belongs nowhere near the end of the fifth round. And honestly, I've seen Keenan go even later than this, and I'm just like, just look at my chops. Yeah. I take him every opportunity that I can get. Uh, and a lot of times it's when I'm drafting at an earlier position. Uh, this is three twelve or no five five ten was the the spot so we would have gone yep. five nine so typically I I mean I'd take him in the fourth on that turn definitely someone I'm willing to pull up but in the right circumstance he can he can land in your lap I like the potential for Alave don't know what the long term situation is for quarterback with the Saints do they like Jameis do they not could they bring in somebody else. Not really sure. Jerry Judy connected to Russell Wilson, at least for the foreseeable future. That's a very good uh, situation. But again, at this ADP, it's way too high for either of those guys. Allen fits the criteria perfectly right here. Um, but yeah, the other two would just be coming off way too early. I would probably go Alave over Judy just between the two. If, if we take, take Keenan out here, just because I feel like the long term situation is going to be better. Um, just with the guys around him. Like, I have no idea what the future is going to hold for Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara is coming to the kind of the close of his shelf life. He's kind of like, you know, the youthful piece that they have there that I feel that they could build around. It ain't Traquan Smith. It ain't um, Callaway, Marquez Callaway. Th- those guys ain't it. So I feel like the guy that's going to be there the longest of that group, going to be Alave, I think that, that means something in Dynasty.
0: Yeah, I I get that. I get that. And I love Ken Allen as well. You remember when people used to say, "Ah, Ken Allen, he's injury prone. He's injury. P- oh man, he messed up his. Ne- oh my God, mm-hmm. he messed up his knee again. Oh, what happened? Um, and now he's gone four seasons in a row where he's played fifteen or more games. Like I shit mean, happens.
1: Just it's just, just to speak. proof <laughs>
0: that don't bet on injuries. Don't look at right. somebody and say, you know what, that guy got injured the last two seasons in a row. We can't trust that guy anymore." Right, because Keenan Allen is a perfect example of why you don't believe in. Are there examples of that? Absolutely, there are. But those are more the exception than the mm-hmm. rule. Right. So don't right. don't buy into that. But for me, I'm looking at Jerry Judy here. I think, and I, and I I hear everything you say about the longevity and everything else, and that's why I like Jerry Judy. He's going into year three, third Even year breakouts. Yeah. That used to be the thing, right? People used to talk about the third-year quarterback or third year wide receiver breakout, and then Justin Jefferson hit. And then yeah. Jamar Chase hit the year after that. And now everybody's like, nope, it's either first first year or bust. Like, y'all are crazy. Gabe Davis is getting ready to be a third-year breakout. Right, right, exactly. We watched that's a good that's a good we example. We watched Marquise Brown be a third-year breakout last year. Nobody wanted to talk about him. We watched Devonta Smith put together one of the best rookie seasons outside of Justin Jefferson and jamar chase in the last mm-hmm. five years and nobody even likes him I'm like it, it, these two there's so much recency bias that we just forget about that used to be the thing so i'm looking at a guy going into his third year tied to a, a top tier quarterback quite mm-hmm. possibly a hall of fame caliber quarterback for the next three season minimum three seasons minimum that is plenty of time for things to settle out and then Keenan Allen likely won't even be in the league in three years. If he hey. is, he's thirty-three years old, and he's hey. probably not the Keenan Allen of current. Right. So, I just like the longevity and the tie to the quarterback. And I get Keenan Allen tie. You know, the talent is above the two of these. It's not even freaking close from a talent perspective. Keenan Allen will wipe the floor with these guys in every aspect of the game. But the problem is the age there and in the 5th round I'm okay that's why he's down there I'm okay here but I think you can get close to similar production as early as next season maybe not this season but next season between Jerry Judy and Keenan Allen so well then I'm Jerry, Jerry Judy has Judy. to become
1: Keenan Allen he just he has does. to become him he does.
0: <laughs> but he's also the like his profile coming out of college was that it it wasn't this guy's okay. the fastest guy on the field. It's this guy will beat you at every route because that's what he's good at. And Kean Allen ran like a 4-7, right? Mm-hmm. Kean Allen's not fast. Kean Allen just makes you look ridiculous on the football field because of his little body movements to make you think he's doing one thing when he's getting ready to do another or his quick, tilt, quick twitch. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, from a profile perspective, it's kind of similar between the two. Uh, so I'm, I'm going Jerry Judy here out of the three right now.
1: My only counter argument to that is I feel like Jerry Judy isn't, um, unlimited in his routes, right? Like he's not a guy that I feel like it can go across the middle. You know, it's kind of, kind of falls into that Marquise Brown, Devonta Smith type of territory where he feels, or it looks like he might be lacking a little bit of size, right? Like the, the height is there. The speed is there. He's he's definitely faster than Keenan now, and I'll agree with yeah, you. there. He's only
0: what like one ninety five. I don't right. even think but he's I, over two hundred. I think so. But I
1: feel like just like the control and balance of his body, that's where Keenan brings it home. Like you uh, mentioned, just like the 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 twitch work, right? Like the yeah. and just the the size and being able to to leverage his knowledge of the game. That's you know also why you just see him so wide open. And then the quarterback argument. Tomato, tomato, yeah. Herbert and, and Wilson, similar sc- scenario. But I don't, I don't see Keenan leaving in
0: three years. I, he's gonna ride I it out,
1: baby. He's yeah, gonna ride they, it out.
0: They might, like, they might stay true to him. Who, who knows? There are very few uh, organizations that are like that. uh And we saw him pay Mike Williams. uh You know, they're bringing in a lot of talent. They're trying to do everything they can to set that team up for success. And right now, Keenan Allen is helping them set up for success. So hopefully, it stays that way uh, for a little while. But I just I lean towards Jerry Judy just a little bit. In five right.
1: years, a 38-year-old Keenan Allen and 50-year-old Tom Brady going to be lighting up the league.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that's that wraps us up. We talked about Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter at the quarterback position. We talked about Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and James Cook at the running back position. And we talked about three wide receivers, Drake London, Traylon Burks, and Chris Olave, and specifically where they're going. Do you trust those Those rookies right now, or do you go with some of the vets or the second year players that are going in right around them? So, look, we're continuing this long draft night for the rest of the week, all through next week. And I think, you know, if I remember right, I saw on the list, Justin, you're leading the ship tomorrow.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It'll be uh, me, Cody and Andrew. We're going to be talking AFC narratives. We're going to be going over fantasy relevant questions from every team in the AFC. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a good talk. Hopefully you guys can join us and uh, jump into the conversation, throw in some questions that you might have or just some things that you're dealing with in your fantasy drafts, you know, in your draft preparation this week. So hopefully everybody can come and join us. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy, and yeah, check out all of our shows. Uh, You know, we got uh, Gary Van Dyke with his IDP show. We've got Dave Heilman with with Dynasty. I'm doing some redraft stuff. We've got uh, uh, Terrell and Scott doing DFS. Uh, Brad's jumping in, you know, wherever he can. So we've got some really good stuff cooking. Uh, Justin and Miranda, they're doing auction league talk every uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Also bringing in, uh, you know, Brad's bourbon into the mix. Uh, Some really good stuff there. Uh, So yeah, we're cooking up a lot of good stuff. And uh, oh, and also don't forget the draft kit. You know, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, look up our draft kit. Just you'll find it under the fantasy tab. We've got projections, we've got cheat sheets, uh, we've got injury information. You know, you can really learn up on you know the different NFL injuries. We've got IDP, we've got dynasty, we've got something for everybody. Uh, so come ride with us. We've got the good stuff for you this season. We're very excited to uh, continue to bring you all of the uh, fantasy football knowledge you're going to need to smash your league and bring
0: home ships. I love it. Bringing home ships. That's the whole goal. That's why we play. It's for the belts that you see behind us. It's for the cash that you can pay to play in even more leagues next year. So hopefully, we help you with that. Again, check us out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com or SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. I'm at FF Bourbon Dude. He's at TITTHJB. Cheers. Take care.